Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Y'all, today we are going to continue our message series we, uh, we started last week called Close. And last week, if you weren't here, it's okay. You can uh, catch up on the podcast with all of our message series or on YouTube if you want to, if that's your jam. But we started a series with a simple question, and the, ser- and the question was, who knows you? And not just who knows you, but who really knows you? Who knows the deepest parts of you? Who knows the things that you fear? Who knows the things that you love? Who knows you in a sense where you can say, I'm hungry, and they offer you three things really quickly that you know you'll like, that they know that you'll like. And the power of being known is what we talked about last week, what it means to be known and how that can affect your faith. So this whole idea for this series is who is close to you and who are you close to? The things that we can experience, learn, and know from being close with each other. And I know the past couple years, the word close means different things. Close can sometimes mean a Zoom call or a FaceTime. But there is something special, and and, and the phrase very much applies here. I know I'm preaching to the choir because we understand, the people in this room understand, that there is power in being close to each other. There is something different being here in this room close to each other than there is watching online. There's something different about being close to each other. So what we want to explore over these couple of weeks is how being close to one another, understanding who is close to you and who you are close to, how that can affect your life from the inside out. And the way we're doing that is we are looking at three particular people who were the closest to Jesus. And they're mentioned over and over again in stories throughout the Bible, people who were close to Jesus, and it's Peter, James, and John. These are people who were able to experience amazing things that Jesus did, that Jesus said, the acts that he would be a part of, the things that he would teach, the people he would heal. These are three people who would always get to experience these amazing things that we get to read about in the Bible. And so what got me thinking is, what, do these, what were these men able to experience by being close to Jesus, and how did that affect them in their life? Now, obviously, we can't know everything about their life. The Bible is a very small glimpse of the people that we get to read about. Even learning about Jesus, we get a few short years that we read about in the Bible. And so what, we, what I want to understand and maybe, maybe think about is these men that were close to Jesus, how were their lives affected by being close to Jesus? And you might say, well, obviously everyone's life would be affected if they were close to Jesus, but I'm here to tell you that your life is very much affected by who you are close to. Did you know? Did you know? Get ready. Did you know that if, if someone you are very close to gains weight, you are 45% likely, whatever, to also gain weight. That's true. This is a study that I made up for today's message. No, I I read it. Um, You're 45% more likely to gain weight than if if they hadn't gained weight. Watch this, though. Because maybe you've heard the phrase, this sounds familiar, 
you're the average of the five closest people you're with. Anybody ever heard something like that? It's a quote from a man named Jim Rome. Uh, 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 Jim Rome. It's kind of uh, the idea is whoever you are closest to influences your life. Or maybe, maybe you've heard somebody say, show me your closest friends and I'll tell you your future, right? If you show me the people who you hang out with, I can tell you where, what might be coming up for you in life. If you're hanging around people who love to commit crimes, there's probably a good probability that you might commit a crime. So they did this study. And the study was, if this person, and it's not all about gaining weight, so sorry to trigger anybody with this, okay? But this particular study was, if somebody gains weight, if somebody very close to you gains weight, you're 45% more likely to gain weight yourself. But if they, this person, you're you, if this person gains weight, you're 45% more likely, right? If somebody that they know, and you don't even have to know them, if somebody that they know also starts to gain weight, you now are 20% more likely to gain weight. So now you're 65% likely to gain weight because this person did and the person they know, even if you don't know them. And so the point of the study, this article that I was reading, the point of the study is that it's not just who's close to you, it's who they're close to as well. So who you are close with and who is close to you matters very much. Now, who you are close to doesn't just affect the negative things. So this isn't a negative message and all the things you need to worry about. In fact, today, what I want to talk about is how the people that you are close to and the people close to you, how we can learn and grow and become successful by watching the people we are close with succeed and grow. I used to, I, I used to be the kind of person, maybe I still am, I, like I said, I'm in counseling, uh, so things I'm still working through. But I used to be the kind of person where if someone was very successful at something I wanted to do, and I'm not going to put this on you, okay, so I'm not, I'm not even going to ask you to raise your hand if this is you, okay? If someone very close to me was successful at something, I wasn't upset that they were successful, but I, was, I, I would feel sad for myself for not being as successful as they were, you see? So I, I was never bitter that someone was successful, but I was bitter at myself for not being successful as well. And I would let it kind of spiral me sometimes. And I, 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 can very, I can feel sorry for myself very easily. I'm pretty good at it. Pretty efficient. I'll go like that. And so I used to have this, I used to have this thing where if, if somebody close to me was successful, I would look at that and how that reflected on me. I'd be excited for them, excited for what they were doing, you know, wish them the best and look at myself. And, like, and I think, why, why, can't you, why can't you be more like your brother <laughs> you know, or whatever, you know what I mean? whatever issues we have from our parents. Why can't you do that? Now, I know that's not everybody. I know that my perspective is not your perspective. So what I want to ask you today to be thinking about over the next few minutes that we're together is have you seen someone you're very close with succeed recently? Not your successes, someone else's successes. How did that affect you? How did that affect you? Because the people that we're talking about over, this, over the course of this series, Peter, James, and John, they were very, very close with Jesus. And it, was a it wasn't a glamorous life being a disciple of Jesus, okay? It wasn't like you come into a nice air-conditioned building and they set up a microphone for you and you can, you know, do whatever you want and, and we'll all have coffee and cake afterwards. It was dangerous, it was dangerous to follow Jesus. 
In fact, later on in life, the three men that we're talking about, Peter, James, and John, over, the, over, these, over these few weeks, later on in life, they were also brutally beaten and killed. So it wasn't a glamorous life they were living. So what was it about being close to Jesus that changed these men, that prompted them to become future leaders of the church, even after Jesus died, to continue the mission of what they were doing? What is it about being close to someone? Think about it right now in your life. Who are the people that you are closest to? You know I don't. If the people you're closest to are there for you, are cheering for you, are in your corner, are on your side, if they're encouraging you, if they're helping you, and you know better than I do, if these people are bringing you down, are making you feel inferior, less than, but I want to talk today about it. There's a, there's a particular story that we're going to read about where James was able to experience something with Jesus. And the only way he experienced this amazing thing happening is because he stayed and kept close to Jesus. Now, maybe today walking out of here, the message you hear is you need to be close to Jesus, and that's fine. If you walk out of here thinking, I need to be closer to Jesus and spend more time praying and reading the Bible, that's good. I want you to do that. That's fine. That's perfect. But more than that, more than just staying close to your Bible, more than just staying close to church, I want you to figure out the people in your life that you are close with and stay close to them. Because we're looking at these particular people, and they were close to Jesus. But I want to pull the lessons that we can learn from what it, what it means to be close to others. Whether it's Jesus or somebody else. The people in your house. The people in your community. The people at your job. What happens when we stay close to the people who are worth staying close to? So uh, we're going to be in the book of Mark. Now, if you're not familiar with uh, the Bible, it's okay. Uh, the Bible is broken up into a bunch of different what they call books. Some of them are letters, some of them are poems, uh, some of them are historical accounts. This particular one we're going to be reading out of today is uh, it's one of the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And these are four accounts of Jesus and his actions, what he did, what he taught while he was here on earth. And so it's four different perspectives, four different looks at the same man, the same stories, the same actions. And so we get a really good rounded out view of what Jesus did while he was here, what Jesus taught while he was here. And this particular book, the book of Mark, chapter 9, we're going to be reading about what's called, what's commonly referred to as the transfiguration, okay? And I'm going to give you the shortest version of it. So we're going to read Mark Chapter 9, verses 1 and 2. And we'll have it up on the screen here for you. Then he drove it home by saying, this is coming after some teachings that Jesus had, okay? He drove it home by saying, this isn't uh, pie, pie in the sky by and by. Some of you are standing here and are going to see it happen. See the kingdom of God arrive in full force. Six days later, three of them did see it. Jesus took Peter, James, and John, these are the three people we're talking about, and led them up a high mountain. His appearance changed from the inside out right before their eyes. And the story goes on to say that Jesus was talking to Moses. You know what? I'm going to bring it up for you. It's so fun. Sometimes reading the Bible is fun. I don't know if you knew that. 
Sometimes it's not, and that's okay. I didn't bring my Bible, so I'm going to have to use this. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay, that's enough. Okay, check this out. His clothes shimmered, glistening white, whiter than any bleach could make them. And Elijah, this is uh, the message Bible, by the way. Elijah, along with Moses, came into view in deep conversation with Jesus. So if you don't know, uh, 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 Elijah and Moses coming to talk to Jesus, that was a big deal if you were Jewish. These are some big, heavy hitters in your faith, in what you believe, in your religion. Peter interrupted. He said, Rabbi, this is a great moment. Let's build three memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He blurted this out without thinking because he was stunned as they were all by what they were seeing. Just then, a light, radiant cloud enveloped them, and from deep in the cloud, a voice said, this is my son, marked by love, listen to him. And the next minute, the disciples were looking around, rubbing their eyes, seeing nothing but Jesus, only Jesus. So they got to witness this amazing moment. This amazing moment, because they remained and kept close to Jesus, they were able to experience this amazing thing that Jesus did. And I wonder for you in your life, are you close to anyone? Are you close enough to people to see their real triumphs, to see them at their very best, to see them accomplish and do the things that make them who they are? Are you close enough to someone? Do you let someone get close enough to you? To see your accomplishments, to see the things that you're truly proud of, to see, to catch a glimpse of who you really are. Who are you close enough to, to see who they really are? That's what I see here in this story. Now, maybe the the story of the transfiguration was not necessarily about what they got to see, but maybe it is. Maybe it's these small moments, it's these small moments of being able to experience someone they were close to, go through the highest highs, and next week we'll talk about some of the lowest lows. But there's something about being with the people around us, being with the the, the people that we're close to around us, that we get to truly experience their highest highs. And what does that mean? What does that mean that we get to do that? How does that change anything? I am here to tell you, I am here to suggest to you that being around people, being close to people, and being able to experience their highest highs can grow you. See, because later on in life, James went on to lead a big portion of the church, the church, capital C Church, the movement, the movement of Jesus on earth. Church used to mean a movement. Now it means a building. But when we say church, when I say church, capital C, I mean the movement of the church, the movement of what God is doing on earth through Jesus and the people that are choosing to be a part of that purpose. And that's what happened with James is he went on to be a big part of the movement of God, a big part of setting people free through the teachings of Jesus. And he went on to do it so loudly, so courageously, that it got him beaten and murdered. But there was something about being close to Jesus that propelled James forward. 
There was something about being close to Jesus that let James see that there was purpose in what they were doing and what they were seeing and where they were going and what they were saying. And so maybe for you today, it's a, it, it, it's a matter of a call to action for you to be closer to Jesus in your faith. That's okay. Maybe for you, it's a, it's, it's a matter of being closer to the, the, the things that you used to do maybe when you were a kid that helped you see the faith that you had in God. That's good. But what I also want you to see today is who is around you. Last week, I asked you, who, who knows you? Who are you known by? That takes some bravery. It's not easy to be known. It takes work. It takes being intentional to be known by others. Because it means you have to open yourself up a little bit. You have to be a little bit vulnerable to be really known. Right? And I see that in the way Jesus interacts with the people that follow him. I see him, and we'll see it, we'll see it next week as well. I want to invite you to come back next week as we look at some of Jesus' lower moments. And people can only see your highest highs and your lowest lows when you are known by them and they are known to you. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about their Instagram highlights, okay? I'm not talking about the, you know, the top row where you just tap really fast so people can see that you saw it, but you didn't really look at it. You know what I mean? Who are the quick tappers? Anybody? Okay. A few quick tappers back there. I'm not talking about the things that we just say, hey, this happened want everybody to know. I'm talking about the things that really drive you, that really motivate you, that really show your sense of purpose. When people, when we're around people and we get to see those things, that can grow us. Okay, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The people around you help to determine your future. The people around you help to determine your future. I didn't make that up. That's not my saying. That's been around for a long, long time. But I'm saying that it's true. The people around you help to determine your future. And this isn't a, you know, take inventory of your friends and make sure that the right people, or I mean, maybe it is. I don't know what's going on in your life, but maybe you need that. Send me, send me some photos and send me some bios, and I'll let you know if you should keep some of these friends. The people that we choose to be close to, the people that allow us to get to know them, that is no small thing, y'all. People don't owe you their life. They don't owe you who they are. So if someone allows you to really know them, whether it's your spouse or your parents or your sister or your brother or your friends, whatever it is, if someone allows you to really see who they are, that is precious. If someone allows you to be close to them, that is no small thing. I don't care if you're an introvert or an extrovert. If someone allows you to get to know them, that is a big deal. And I see that in these three men that were able to be close to Jesus. Jesus brought them in and allowed them to see so much of what he did, but also who he was. See, you and I, you don't even have to believe in Jesus or God or the Bible or any of that to read it and see some of the things that Jesus did. We can read through some of the things that Jesus says. We even get a glimpse of some of the ways that Jesus thought. And we can obviously some of the ways, see some of the ways that he taught. But what, what's not written in the Bible in some of these interactions? What can we not see? I mean, I don't know, obviously. 
I'm not here to drop an opinion on what Jesus might have said or might have done. But I do know that these men were close to Jesus. And if what, if what we can read about are just some of the moments that they were able to experience by being close to Jesus, and I can only imagine how much they were able to experience because Jesus said, I don't want you to just see what I do. I don't want you to just hear what I say. I don't want you to just follow what I teach. I want you to know who I am. And I feel like we get a glimpse of that in this story of the transfiguration because it doesn't, it does, it's not marked anywhere in any Bible what the conversation was that Jesus was talking to or, or that Jesus was in with Moses and Elijah. And this is Moses like, you know, split the sea, Moses, you know, defeating Pharaoh, Moses, that Moses. Maybe you've seen movies. That's the Moses, and we get nothing on what that conversation is? Can you imagine? He just had a casual conversation with Moses and Elijah, and we know nothing about that because obviously, I don't know, I don't know if it's obvious, it doesn't matter what the conversation was. But what's amazing about this to me, and I've never seen it in this, in this perspective, in this light, what's amazing about this to me is that we're able to see that these men were in a very close, intimate moment with Jesus. And it wasn't about what he said. That's how I know it wasn't about what he said because it's not marked what he said to Moses and Elijah. So it wasn't about what he said. It was about the moment. It was about Jesus. It could be. It could have been about Jesus saying, I want you to be here with me in what I experience. Are you close enough to anyone to be able to be there not when they post on Instagram, not when they announce what their favorite thing was that happened, but to be there in those moments when they truly succeed. I have some people in my life that I'm very close with. And I'm starting, to, I'm starting a new journey. I've been an empty nester for less than 24 hours, so I'm still figuring it out, obviously. A lot of crying to go through for sure. But I, I realized how close I was to Corbin when he was leaving. Corbin's my son, for those of you that don't know. I realized how close we were when he was about to go. It was last night. I was like, wait a minute. Who's going to help me get my wiggles out, you know? I got a lot of energy, sometimes too much. There was times, this is true, Amber would leave the house and go to Target because me and Corbin would be too much for her to be around. She's like, I'm just going to go walk around Target. You guys, go ahead and do your thing. Maybe if you believe in prayer, maybe pray for her more than you're praying for me. <laughs> Woo. But I have people who I'm close to in my life, and what, I, what I'm trying to do, and a lot of this brings up, I got I to tell you all, when we, when we start a series... I'm not preaching to you, okay? I'm not up here telling you this is what you should be thinking. This is where I'm already at, and I hope you get to where I am spiritually, okay? I know, I know I'm up here. I'm like a, like a pharmacist. Like I'm a foot, foot and a half taller than everybody, so it seems like I have more authority, but I don't. I am on this journey of faith with you. And a lot of times with these series is I am going through these moments with you. I am learning and journeying in my faith with you. So I started to think about, okay, well, who, I asked myself the same questions that I ask y'all. Who am I close to? 
Who do I see succeeding? Who do I see growing? Who am I able to be there for? Who lets me be in those special moments of success? And it's not always a big promotion, right? It's not always a big move. It's those small conversations that we can't even remember what they're about. It's these conversations like James got to see Jesus have with Moses and Elijah. What was the conversation? You know, I don't remember. But I know I was there in the moments where Jesus wanted me to be there. So I wonder for you, in your life, it's not about being there for the big moments. Anybody can come to a graduation. Anybody can go to, you know, a going away party. Anybody can go to those kinds of things. But it's about being there in those intimate moments when you get to see what really makes people thrive. And I'm telling y'all, that will make you thrive. Last thing I want you to write down, I know we're closing up. Seeing others grow will change the way you grow if you let it. Seeing others grow in their faith can change the way your faith grows if you let it. Seeing others succeed can encourage you to succeed if you let it. Any of the, be, the, the, the big leaps that I have made in my life, the big risks that I have taken, it has been because there have been people close to me that took risks similar. And, and, and instead, of, instead of wishing I could do what they do, instead of wishing I could be more of what I wanted to be, I would let someone's success encourage me, even dare me, to take a leap. And I, and I don't mean success as in financial success. I know success means a lot of things to different people, and I want it to. I've borrowed people's faith when I didn't have enough. I've borrowed people's joy when I didn't have enough. And I wouldn't be standing here today if it wasn't for the people who were close to me that I allow to know me, and they let me know them. That's how I'm able to grow. I am not done growing. I have not achieved spiritual oneness with the universe and God, but I'm telling you, I'm on a journey, and I'm willing to be on the journey with you. I don't know, but let's do it together. Who are you close with, and who has allowed you to be close to them? What can we learn? How can we grow Can you imagine, can you imagine if we were just a small community, a small blip in the middle of central Texas, but we were people who allowed others to be close to us. We were a people who valued the closeness of others. And we allowed ourselves to see people growing and changing and learning and let that encourage us to grow and change and learn. Because it's not either you're bitter or you're not. I'm not going to ask you this week to not be bitter at people's successes. What I am going to ask you is this week, here's what I want you to do, is I want you to look for the people that you are close to and listen to the conversations they want to have with you. Be intentional with the people that you're close with this week. Watch where they're growing. Watch Well, they're learning, and I want you to intentionally, just this week, I want you to intentionally let that grow you as well. Watch what happens if you can let yourself grow from those growing around you.
If you could, close your eyes for a moment. I want to pray for us today. God, thank you so much for what you have done, for who you have been. Thank you for what you did through your son, Jesus. God, I pray that this week we would be bold, we would be brave. We would see the people who have allowed us to be close to them. That we would see the people that we are close to. God, I pray that we would grow. We would grow our faith, grow our relationships, grow our love, grow our trust. I pray that we would grow from the successes and the growth of the people around us. That we would let that encourage us to change us, to help to become more of the people that we are meant to be. We thank you for that, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.